Amen. The Ravens play tomorrow, so you don't have to worry about watching the Ravens today. Amen. Read the entirety of chapter 4 and all 10 chapters. For the time that is ours, we're going to lift verses 6 through verse 17. So Hattach went out to Mordecai in the city square that was in front of the king's gate. And Mordecai told him all that had happened to him and the sum of money that Haman had promised to pay in the king's treasury to destroy the Jews. He also gave him a copy of the written decree for their destruction, which was given at Shushan, that he might show it to Esther and explain it to her, that he might command her to go into the king to make supplication to him and plead before him for her people. So Hattach returned and told Esther the words of Mordecai. Then Esther spoke to Hattach and gave him a command for Mordecai. All the king's servants and people of the king's provinces know that any man or woman who goes into the inner court to the king who has not been called, he has but one law, put all to death except the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter that he may live. And I myself have not been called to go into the king these 30 days. So they told Mordecai Esther's words. And Mordecai told them to answer Esther, don't think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, Go, gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me. Neither eat nor drink for three days, day or night. My maids and I will fast likewise, and so I will go to the king which is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. Then Mordecai went his way and did all that Esther commanded him. Amen. I want to preach on this Lord's Day Watch Chapel this last Sunday in September. As you shall pray for and with me as the Holy Spirit will hope me from the topic, Good Trouble. Good trouble. Look at your neighbor. Smile virtually. Say, neighbor, let God use you to get in good trouble. Lord, bless your word. Bless me as your vessel. Let your word do its work in our lives. Your words, my mouth. In Jesus' name. Speak, Lord. Your servant and your people are listening. Amen. Good trouble. When we think of the Word of God, we tend to think of a breathing, living, sacred document comprised of 66 books, Genesis in the beginning, Revelation in the end, 
that is insightful, informative, and inspirational. If you have spent time reading, studying, and meditating the Word of God, then you have found the words of Scripture insightful, informative, and inspirational. While nobody who is sane, spiritual, or sober can deny the inspirational, insightful, informative nature of Scripture. Many of us can declare that we have also found the Word of God intriguing. Yes, Scripture is insightful, informative, and inspirational, yet Scripture is also intriguing. If you want intrigue, you don't need HBO, Stars, Netflix, Hulu, Roku, Power, Chapter 2. You and I just need to dare spend time in the Word of God. If you want Romance, sex, drama, intrigue, power, plays. I invite and encourage you to spend time in the Holy Word of God. One of the most intriguing books in the entirety of Scripture is the Old Testament book that claims our attention on this Lord's Day morning. The Old Testament book of Esther is full of intrigue, drama, romance, power plays, character development, and the activity of Almighty God. Esther is one of the most unique and intriguing books in the entirety of the sacred canon because Esther chronicles the activity of God without mentioning the name of God. As you and I make our way through the 10 chapters that make up the Old Testament book of Esther, the name of God is not mentioned. And while we find this spiritually intriguing, Nonetheless, we find the activity of Almighty God throughout the totality and entirety of this Old Testament drama. We encounter the activity of God through the people of God, in particular Mordecai and his younger cousin Hadassah, or better known to you and I as Esther. Through providential events and happenings, Vashti being defrocked because of a principled stand, God allows through his sacred providence this young Jewish attractive woman to become the queen of Persia. While Esther has become the queen of Persia, Unbeknownst to her, there is a sub 
plot a conspiracy that involves her older cousin Mordecai and a hater by the name of Haman who wants to see all the Jews in Persia destroyed because of Mordecai's seemingly civil disobedience and refusal to bow before any man where bowing is only to be rendered before Almighty God. Esther enjoys privilege, pomp, and privilege and position in the king's palace in Persia. Yet Esther one day gets word that Haman has upped the ante of his hateration. Haman has become toxic. Mordecai refuses to bow has the audacity to look him in the face, not wince, bow, or shrink back, but looks him in the eye and says, I refuse to bow before anyone except Almighty God. And Haman has become such a schemer that he has conspired not just to kill Mordecai, but all the Jews in Persia. Mordecai gets word to Esther because of the providence of God has put her in a position where she has access and influence to use her access and influence not just for herself, but to get word to the king that there's a conspiracy to kill all the Jews and unless the king intervenes, all the Jews in Persia will be killed. And while Esther is the queen of Persia enjoying power, pomp, privilege, and position, when Esther gets word of this conspiracy, Esther begins to vacillate and waffle concerning her position getting involved and what this means for her. I know I am the queen. I know he thinks I'm fine. I know I once upon a time was a poor Jewish girl in Persia and I've been promoted in ways that I did not anticipate but the king has not summoned me for the past 30 days. And if I have the audacity to make my way to the king's presence, I risk being killed myself. Therefore, I'm not going to get involved. It ain't my business. I'm going to chill. I'm going to enjoy what I'm enjoying. I'm living a life I never lived before. Therefore, it has nothing to do with me, mine, or I. But I'm going to mind my business and stay in my lane. Mordecai, help me preach this watch chapel, as only a God given friend cousin will do then challenges her and says don't think for one moment that God won't have a way of delivering his people you want to be on the right side of history by God using you to be a blessing to his people don't let your position go to your head 
I remember when y'all ain't talking to me. And don't allow your privilege to make you blind to the plight of your people. Don't forget that you are a Jew. Before your name was changed, your name was Hadassah. And don't forget about the bridges that brought you over. Don't forget about the people who paved a way for you. Don't forget about the shoulders on which you stand. Don't forget about who did what when so you could be where you are right now. Esther has a conviction by way of the Holy Spirit. Thinks about how good God has been. Thinks about the providence of God. Thinks about how Mordecai, her older cousin, took her in and then has a crisis of conscience and says, hey, fast and pray for me. Get all the Jews to fast and pray for me. I'm going to make my way to the king. I'm going to intercede and seek to intervene for my people. If I perish, I perish. Can I preach this watch chapel? Esther is the queen. She enjoys power, position, pomp, and privilege. Yet Esther, watch chapel, is willing to get in good trouble. Can I preach this on this word? Thank God for John Lewis who challenged us with these words. As Christians, we ought to be willing to get in good trouble. Good trouble is not gossip. Good trouble is not being mean and messy. Good trouble is not being mean-spirited and nasty. Good trouble is not being apolitical. Good trouble is not sitting on the sidelines. Good trouble is not looting and tearing down somebody's property. Good trouble is being willing to vote, stand up to voter suppression. Good trouble is being willing to put yourself on the front lines. Y'all ain't talking to me. Good trouble is not denying the reality of racism and sexism and militarism in these United States of America. Good trouble is being willing to call a spade a spade and speaking the truth in love. Good trouble is being willing to vote if you got to vote and stand in a line 12 doggone hours. Our mothers and fathers gave their blood, sweat, and tears. Not so you and I could be apathetic, but so you and I could rise early in the morning and vote out people who don't represent the best interests of everybody, but who are just concerned about people that look like them and got the same last name as them. I encourage everybody to be willing to get in good trouble. Esther is willing to get in good trouble. What does this text teach us about willingness to get in good trouble? Good trouble, watch chapel, requires a conscience. Esther is comfortable. Esther is privileged. Esther is balling out. Y'all ain't talking to me. Tesla going to Greensboro. But Esther has a crisis of conscience. Esther realizes that while she is privileged, there's some people who have the same ethnic code 
who don't have the same privilege. While she is living one way, the majority of people in Persia are not living the way she's living. While she has her bills paid, her mortgage paid, has a 401k, can identify with people in the upper echelon in Persia society. There are other people who are not living like her. And while she's privileged right now, that has not always been the case. And I'm talking to somebody right now. Yes, you are balling out right now. Yes, you are living good right now. But you and I can never divorce ourselves from the masses of people who are not driving, living, or dressing the way we are living. Miss two paychecks. Get furloughed from your job. Let a crisis come through. And you and I will realize if they come for you in the morning, they'll come for me at noonday and if they don't come for me at noonday keep on living the day and time will come where you and I have to identify not with the king's palace in Persia but with everybody there ought to be a sense of conscience that you and I can identify with other people that don't have what we have, but who are going to be impacted by public policy and decisions that are not concerned about everybody. Conscience, what's right and wrong? Conscience, what's good and bad? Conscience, no excuses. Conscience, letting God convict me. Conscience, discerning between me getting involved, not getting involved. Conscience, not saying that's them and y'all, but saying us and we. Conscience, if we're going to get in good trouble. We got to have a sense of conscience. Church is the conscience of the community. Church just shouldn't play games of partisan politics. Somebody's going to be mad, but I got the courage to call and sound the trumpet. Being saved has nothing to do with being Democrat or Republican. Shame on these no good, really mouth preachers who identify holiness with being a Republican or a Democrat. Shame on you. My salvation has nothing to do with how I vote. My salvation has everything to do with a savior, a person who looked like you and I going to a hill called Calvary, dying for my sins. And conscience ought to make us concerned about everybody. Not just one issue, not just bedroom politics, not just a few issues, but conscience ought to make us concerned not just about being pro-birth, but pro-life. Not just how a baby's born, but the policies that are going to prove the quality of life from the cradle to the doggone grave. Go and preach, P-Dub. Conscience. I'm going to get in good trouble. I got to have conscience. Not only do I have to have conscience, I got to have courage. Good 
trouble requires conscience, but it also requires courage. Esther is comfortable, but Esther nudged by Mordecai saying, don't let your position make you blind or divorced from the reality of what other people are going through. Esther has not been summoned by the king. 30 days, there are certain people who are summoned into the king's presence and Esther is inviting and asking for the Jews to fast and pray with and for her so she she can develop the intestinal fortitude, the courage to stand before the king and ask the king to intercede and intervene for her people. Nobody stands before power without courage. Nobody speaks up for the disinherited and the downtrodden without courage. Nobody stands for the least and left out without courage nobody goes before Pharaoh and says let my people go without courage nobody stands up to voter suppression in these United States without courage nobody stands up to hypocrisy without courage nobody is willing to say a lie is a lie and the truth is the truth what you said in 2016, would it apply to a black man or to apply to the same rules in 2020? Nobody does the right thing without a sense of courage. It's time for the body of Christ, those of us who are saved and sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit, not to play on the sidelines, not to be mealy-mouthed, not to stutter, d -d 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 stutter, but to stand with courage and say, if I perish, I perish. If I got to get talked about, I'll stand. If people will call me a holy roller, I'll stand. If you call me a hypocrite, I'll stand. If I got to go before the king, whether I'm called before the king or not, I'm going to stand with courage and get in good trouble. We have what we have right now in these United States because our mothers and fathers had courage. Ella Baker, born not too far from Wake County, stood with courage. Y'all ain't talking to me. Ida Wells Barnett stood with courage. John Lewis got his brains almost bashed in, stood with courage. And here you and I right now, driving and living in places, degrees that our mothers and fathers pray for have become less courageous with more I dare everybody to stand with courage let me close good trouble courage good trouble conscience Mordecai and Esther willing to get in good trouble not just because of courage not just because of conscience but because of their confidence in Almighty God. See, Mordecai and Esther were good Jews. They knew about what God could do. And Mordecai tells Esther, don't fool me now, watch chapel, says, Esther, don't think that deliverance won't come from somebody else. God will deliver his people. It's just a matter if he's going to use you or not to help the cause and do what God said God is going to you. It ain't a matter of 
when or who God is going to use. God is going to do it. It's just a matter if God is going to use you as a part of his program. And Hank, can I preach this word right now? I'm going to my seat watch chapel. Esther and Mordecai were willing to get in good trouble because they had confidence in the ability of God to do what only God could do. I'm going to my seat right now, but somebody knows if you get in good trouble, you don't get in good trouble by yourself. You ain't standing alone, but you got the God of heaven on the right side of history standing with you the god of heaven is going to inspire you but all ain't going to leave you by yourself the god of heaven will be at your right he'll be at your left he'll be behind you if i had time i could call the roll when moses stood before pharaoh moses wasn't by himself but God was with him. When David stood before Goliath, David wasn't by himself, but God was with him. When Martin King stood before the United States of America, Martin King wasn't by himself, but God was with him. When Jesus stood before Pilate, Jesus wasn't by himself, but God was with him. And the same God, I said the same God, is alive and well and when you stand knowing that you can stand with all power have the helmet of salvation the breastplate of righteousness the sword of the spirit your loins girt about with peace your shoes sand with gospel of peace you don't stand by yourself but you and I stand with all confidence that he's a way maker he's a sustainer He's a keeper. He's a healer. Yes, he is. Who can stand against my God? Who can defeat my God? Is there anything too hard for God? Does anybody know that God will stand with you? And he's a mighty good deliverer. Look at the end of the story. You can't stop in chapter 4. Hayden Haman thought he was going to kill the Jews. But when you dig a ditch for somebody else, when you do some noose for somebody else, God has a way of shifting some stuff. Turning stuff around. And the ditch you dig for somebody is going to be the same ditch that you fall in yourself. God will put a trampoline in the bottom of the ditch and you thought your enemies thought you were going to die but you'll come out of the ditch like that old horse in an old dug well just going to shake it off keep on climbing keep on rising God will I said God will Deliver. Gotta make ways. Don't dig a ditch. God has a way of making your enemies your footstools. Don't be scary. Don't don't be scary. God will make your enemies your footstools. He'll prepare a table for you 
in the presence of your enemies. You don't have to talk about nobody. You don't have to hate on nobody. You don't have to drop a dime on nobody. You don't have to snitch. Live your life and watch God bless you. Haman died, but the Jews lived. Good trouble. Good trouble. Good trouble. Somebody, you're not saved. You don't have a church home. I invite you, my sister, my brother, to accept Jesus as your Savior. Don't forget Jesus was a Jew in a country under Roman occupation. Don't let an Americanized version of reading scripture distort or dilute the power of who Jesus was. We make Jesus out to be somebody Jesus was not. Jesus was a sanctified revolutionary. You're not saved. You don't have a church home. I invite you to become a member of Watch Chapel. I invite you to accept Jesus as your Savior. And I invite every Christian to get in good trouble. You better vote. Voting is good trouble. In this day and age, and fooey on anybody who says voting doesn't matter. If it didn't matter, they wouldn't try to suppress the vote. Vote. Good trouble. October 15th. Early voting. Don't be a one-trick pony. I ain't going to vote. I don't like him. I don't like her. Well, who do you like? This ain't a purity contest. This ain't perfection. Your boyfriend ain't perfect. Your girlfriend ain't perfect. You ain't perfect. Somebody voted for you. We ain't never had a perfect politician and we ain't gonna have any. There's only one perfect person, that's Jesus. Ain't no perfect people. I'm gonna vote for the people that represent the best interests of everybody. And I'm not gonna be a one issue Christian. Take that how you wanna take it. Somebody needs a savior, we invite you to accept Jesus. Somebody needs a church home. Come on to Watch Chapel. P-Dub would love to be your pastor. Come on, there's going to be somebody by midnight tonight. Come on, sis. Come on, brother. We'd love to have you. Our choir's going to close us out. Lamont, this is your last Sunday, so play real good now. Amen. Don't hold back now. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. People of God said, amen. 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 Go get in good trouble.